A question I find myself answering all the time, new agents approach me and say, should I be a solo agent or should I join a team? And how do I know which one's best? Join Christy and I's casual conversation today where we talk about pros and cons of both. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Hello, how are you, Beth? I'm good, how are you? You are still a very lovely tanned up from your getaway to the southwest part of the country it was a lovely getaway and i wore a lot of baby sunscreen but i did get a little bit of a glow or it's just because i'm sweating because your air conditioner went out you know (laughs) we both had air conditioners out this week Uh, (laughs) i was like high 90s here in minnesota this whole entire week humid if you are not in minnesota like if you're in the southwest and you don't experience humidity in the 90s it's a bit much and i like the heat uh, so, yeah, I like the heat too, but I prefer it when I'm wearing a swimsuit and with a cocktail in hand, uh, not when I'm wearing business clothes and full face of makeup. It's a bit much. So, <laughs> What was yeah. your highlight of your trip? The highlight of my trip was really honestly just like downtime, like disconnecting and just like having time with like ha- without having to feel like I needed to be somewhere. So we actually did a ton of pool days. We did some hiking, less hiking than probably I thought we would do, but it was just really, really nice. So awesome. Yeah. And Kaya was like living her best life. Well, and you hadn't been on an airplane in how long? 18 months, maybe? Oh, so we went to Mexico in January before COVID. Ah, yeah. So yeah, it was a while. It's a long time. It was really, it was really nice. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you're back and refreshed with your beautiful bronze glow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Plan to keep this up all summer. There you go. So there you go. Okay. So today we are going to chat like something that you get asked a lot, right? Yeah. It comes up all the time. Yeah. Like whether a solo agent should stay a solo agent or whether or not they should go to their own or whether or not they should go out and join a team. Yep. So, Especially for new agents. I find this question pops up all the time because if you've never been in the business before, you don't really know, right? Yeah. Well, and so I've only worked with the team. And I yeah, so Christy you. has no, no, not no knowledge. She is like, we threw her in the deep end of the pool in terms of real estate, but she's, she doesn't have a real estate background. So she's no, like, I, I don't. don't know. You tell me what the difference is. <laughs> it becomes very, very obvious in certain scenarios, which is really funny. Uh, others, not as much. But uh, yeah, I have no idea. I knew Beth. I mean, we were friends when you were a solo agent back right. in the day, but I really wasn't involved in your work at all. Like it was just this thing you did. And then now that like all I know is team and growing the team, it's team seems best to me, but right. um, I have no, no way to like base that answer if you were a solo agent. So yeah. 
So I think some of the big reasons why someone would go into the business and how you could be really successful as a solo agent would be someone that has a huge database and sphere of people around them. Okay, you already like my mind just shifted and my creative brain kicked on in marketing and I'm like, oh, okay, this is making sense already. Yeah. So if you have a big database that you can tap into, you're just going to be a lot more successful, right? It's a numbers game. Yeah, no, it's it's contact sport. So the more conversations you have about real estate, the greater chances you're going to have deals in the pipeline. But if like, say you're an, you know a new person that just moved to town, you know, like Sarah on our team, for instance, mm-hmm. she moved to Minnesota from Iowa 18 months ago. She knew five people in Minnesota when she moved here. And she's totally like crushing it with her goals. So <laughs> What's up, that, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hashtag open house queen. It's going to throw right. it out there again. Right. Um, so I see a lot of experienced agents want to be solo agents. Um, but I see a lot of other people that get into industry and teams are not advantageous for them because they just want to have their license so they can buy and sell properties for their own personal gain. And, you know, like flippers, for instance being on a team really wouldn't make sense. If you're just looking for properties for yourself and you really aren't even working with consumers, you just have your real estate license. So maybe you have a jump on the properties before they would actually hit the market. That would be a great reason why you would be a solo agent. And just network then, right? Network with other agents. Right. That makes total sense. Okay. So like, what if you are Okay, so I would imagine if you're, I guess if you graduated college and you have a good network of people, depending on your personality. Yeah. Or if you, it's your second career, right? Yeah. And you have a good network of people from a previous career, you could potentially do it by yourself. But But think about if you just graduated from college and all your friends just graduated from college. You're not buying a house. Right. No. No. It's not happening. No. Okay, so my question, here, here we go. If you are like second career, right? And you have a really good database. Say you had another career where you just had tons of connections. You're an extrovert. Like this is your jam. You're a networker. Um, What if you just want to be on a team? Because to me, I see like all these benefits to being on a team. And let's just like do a little sidebar here. I I have learned and understand now that not all teams operate like ours. Like this is going to sound like I'm tooting our own horn, but the reality is they don't. 99.9% of them don't operate I didn't like realize our team that. does. I didn't realize there wasn't this camaraderie that you didn't like show up for each other, that people didn't answer phone calls. Like I didn't realize that. When I thought team, I thought like everyone was cheering each other on and bigger teams, like there was this really like cool, like this like system of people in place that were like helping There each is other. a lot of teams like that, but yeah. that's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah. So I have learned in all of my years of real estate, <laughs> that's funny, uh, that that's not always the case. And uh, so in that situation, if you're on a team like that you weren't being fulfilled, and I could see why you may want to stay solo. So my, I guess going back to my question is, if you had a good database, right, and you knew you could be a solo agent, there is the potential you still wouldn't want to be, correct? If you could find yeah. the right team. Right. Okay. So like, why don't you I've, chat about that? Well, so bit? I've been a solo agent twice in my career. When I was first licensed in Tampa, um, I worked for a brokerage back in the day called Prudential. They were huge nationwide brokerage. There was really fantastic training. Um, that was one thing that Prudential really prided themselves on is I was able to plug into training like crazy. 
Um, the office that I happened to work in was filled with some of the most fantastic people in the industry. And our office almost acted like a big team. Cool. You know, even though that everyone is running their own individual little business, I had really, really experienced people in the industry that it was like they wanted me to succeed and they would like, hey, here's like, come on a listing appointment with me and I'm going to, you know, kind of teach you some of my tips and tricks. So I feel really blessed that that's where I started my my real estate journey. Um, to this day, there's people that I worked with and that was in the in the 90s that I call my Florida family. There's I a mother it. and two daughters. They're all three still in real estate. And like anytime I have any referrals going down to Tampa, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I've got people to refer you to because they're fantastic. And now one of them, the youngest daughter, she actually opened up a brokerage. Cool. Yeah, it's super cool. So Prudential is no longer around. So I feel like in that situation, but I was not from Florida. So I didn't have this huge network and huge database down there. Um, I was a part-time real estate agent, a full-time bartender, and... I, I was not what I would call successful in the industry. You know, I had, you know, a number of sales, um, but I never really got really, really good traction. So was part of that mindset potentially? Um, I'm going to say yes. Probably. Yeah. It's not like how it is now. You know, it was back in the day when everyone really, truly put their face on a bus bench and billboard. That's so you had to have a lot of money to Did do that. Did you ever have your face on I a have bus never bench. Scouts Honor. I have never had my face on a bus I bench. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> cuz I wish we had those pictures like now. Oh my gosh. I'll so I'll ridiculous. dig out some pictures of what I looked like even back then. I had like a big bouffant and I wore pantyhose oh, yeah. in Florida. Ooh. Can I tell you how mother effing hot it was with pantyhose on in Florida when you're selling real estate? I don't I that's that <laughs> Could they melt to your legs? Oh, my gosh. So gross. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend. I don't think people dress like that anymore. But back in the day, everyone got like really dressed up to sell real estate in the 90s. And yeah, we wore like fancy clothes every day to the office and pantyhose and pumps. And today, what am I wearing? Birkenstocks, shorts, and a tunic shirt. It's really cute. It has palms on it. Yeah. It's a fave of mine. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so I get that. Like, if you have a good network of people and you want to do it on your own kind of thing, but there's also benefits to to joining a team even in that same scenario. So, like, why would someone, like, what would be the main reason someone would stay a solo agent aside from flipping homes? Because that's obvious. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so I would say a lot of the reasons why people would be a solo agent is they just want to be in control of the commission check. They don't want to give up any of the commission. Because if Which, you're on a team, you would. But also that could borderline with money mindset. That also, Ooh. that really could play into scale, put you into scarcity, scarcity mode. Yep. Maybe not, though, not every time, but that could. Yep. That could. Um, a lot of times people just, you know, they want to do their own thing. They want to be in charge of their own ship. They want to pursue their own ideas. They want to be marketing their own brand, whatever that might be. Um, I think people view it as like fewer restrictions. Like if you're on a team generally you are working under a brand or a concept that may not have been yours. Um, so fear restrictions, you can do your own personal, um, your own personal branding. And I wanted to say the word like exploitation of yourself. That's such a weird <laughs> word, yeah. but you know, you get to, you get to market yourself really however you want yeah. as a solo agent. Um, but I think on the flip side of that coin, there's cons too. You have less support. 
you know, if you're a one-man shop, like you're you have to generate all of your own leads, which if you have a great database, um that's awesome, but if you're not good at converting leads, that that might not be advantageous for you. Or if you have an assistant, correct? Well, and you're responsible for all your own marketing. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an assistant, then what's the old adage? If you don't have an assistant, then you are an assistant. Yes. Right? Yes. So you, it, being a one-man shop, you have to do everything. You have to do all of your own marketing, sales, behind the scenes, paperwork. You're You're wearing a lot of hats. And no support. Well, and that's worth it to a lot of people to so- keep more commission. Okay, so question for you. If you were a solo agent, you had the good database, you uh, like this is really what you wanted to do, and you just hired a kick-ass coach, right? Well, so what I'm seeing a lot of really successful solo agents do, how they how they do it really successfully is leverage out everything they're not good at. Mm-hmm. So, outsourcing. Yeah, outsourcing. Yeah. So if you have an awesome transaction coordinator that does all your paperwork, if you have an assistant that handles everything else, if you have some sort of access to a marketing person, and if you don't have to be doing any of those things, you can be out pounding the pavement, selling houses like crazy. I've seen solo agents sell, you know, 50 to 75 homes a year, Ooh. and they're crushing it. But, you know, what do you do when you go on vacation? Like, who's going to who's gonna spell you so you can go on vacation? You could not work with other realtors. I'm yeah. assuming solo agents, Yeah, I mean, right? there's agents so that are like, doing it successfully. Yeah. But I feel at some point, like, you have to start bringing other people on in order to start duplicating yourself and have a bigger reach. Otherwise, if you just are selling X amount of houses a year and you have kind of found your comfort zone, there's a lot of agents that do it successfully. But if you're trying to grow, it's it gets tricky as a solo agent. So you were a solo agent twice, like before twice. and then after the so market crash? So in Tampa, okay, uh, in t- both times before the market crash. Oh, okay. So in Tampa and working for a really awesome brokerage. And then when I moved back to Minnesota, I worked for our family uh, mortgage business. And then I'm like, well, why am I don't have my license here? So I got licensed in Minnesota and worked for a small boutique brokerage in St. Paul. Basically gave me like a hundred percent split. I mean, he took like five dollars per deal or something just ridiculous. Oh, maybe we should ask. But there's the show literally no sport. Uh I literally had to do everything on my own. So, so as far as you okay, so now that you've you did this whole thing twice, mm-hmm. what you were like, I'm joining a team, like that's it. Like what was it for you? Well, so I took a hiatus when the market crashed. Mm-hmm. I got out of real estate and mortgages. It was just so stressful. It was like you know, a panic attack every day type stress. It was just, uh, it was hard to describe the amount of stress that I had in my life. Um, Uncontrollable sobbing almost every single day. And then I'm like, okay, well, I need to make a living. So like mop up your tears, sister, pull up your big girl pants and like get your shit together. Like you have to go out and make a living. You have to figure this out. Um, So I I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Uh, so after, like after I met Mark and after we had built our house, I was just like, oh my gosh, I was feeling, and we've talked about this in previous episodes where I'm like, I really want to get back in the business. And when I got back in, I, the story that I told myself was, and I don't know if it was fact or fiction, but it's what I truly believed, you know, seven years ago when I got back in the business is that I need a team to be successful because I've been a solo agent twice and it didn't work out. And so then I reached out to a good friend that, you know, we had been friends for years, uh, a lot of common friends and, you know, had just known each other for ages. And I reached out and I said, hey, I would like to be on a team. 
you know, are you hiring? And she goes, are you hi- Are you interviewing? I said, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm only reaching out to your team. I haven't, I'm not interviewing teams per se. And then was on that team for six years. Hmm. So when you also, okay, so I have a question here. So if you are an agent, a solo agent, and you're thinking of joining a team, right? What, like, what should you look for? Just because we've talked about how different teams look. Yep, right for sure um and i'm learning this more and more every single day when i ask questions that make me sound like a freaking idiot like uh <laughs> because you, you guys all know the answer i'm like what do you mean like is this a meme remember beth um yes. yeah so kind of like explain that to me like how do you go about finding the right team for you because even like really really great teams they all operate differently every single so one operates how different do you, how do you yep. find that I would say the biggest thing is just interview. Like you're interviewing for a job. It's it's no different. You have to find the, and I'm using air quotes, like the corporation, but you have to buy and find the real estate team that fits best with your personality. You know, there's, there's generally what's called a rainmaker. The rainmaker is the person who's, it's either their team or their, you know, it's, it's usually their team. Sometimes it's husbands and wives. Uh, wife teams, um, but you got to interview. You got to ask all the questions. You know, like, what does team culture look like? You know, that's going to make or break it. I mean, we've all had jobs where you're like, I love this job, but if I have to see this person I work with one more time, I'm going to kill myself. Gosh, we, gosh, we're so lucky. We are so, and that is why we are intentionally small and growing. Yes. Like, very intentional with our growth. Yeah. Because our culture and like the the whole feel of our team and the vibe is so good. Yeah. Or what if you work with people that you love, but the job sucks? Yeah. <laughs> there's that yeah, too. Yeah, there is that. You know, when you're on a team, there's usually a whole bunch of people in different roles. You know, there's usually marketing. There's all the behind the, usually behind the scenes people that are taking care of the paperwork, that are managing the team. There's usually a rainmaker of some sort. So many personalities. So too. many personalities. If there's like, I'm imagining if there's one person on the team that you just can't handle, maybe that's not the team. If you have to deal with them all the time. Well, a lot of times if you're on a team, that one person that's the disruptor on the team and not necessarily in the good sense can really like spoil the whole batch. Mm-hmm. Right? So really interviewing and like seeing if it's a good fit for you. And not just interviewing with the Rainmaker. See if you can get a group interview and you can interview with everybody. Like, do I mesh with everybody on the team? Mm -hmm. So for even young agents, right? So you like experience, it feels like you might have more pull like with that. But even a young agent, you you can go out to a team and be like, I want to meet with all of you before joining. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and I think like, again, I think we've mentioned this before. Sarah had mentioned that like, who do you want, like, what do you want your business to look like, right? When she talked about, like, who she wants to work with and what team she wants to be on. And I thought that was so powerful because it's right, like, what you learn from someone is what your business is going to look like. So choose that wisely and be really picky. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and what are the expectations that the team has? You know, do you have to actually have, like, regular office hours? I think a lot of people get into real estate because what I always hear people say, and it's just, like, so almost naive, but it's, we've all said it. I get into real estate because I love looking at pretty houses and I love to be flexible and be in charge of my own schedule. Oh. Well, looking at pretty houses is like a very small portion of what you're doing every day. You know, you have to be marketing and getting clients or you won't even be looking at any houses. It's like any small business. Any small business. Yep. Um, 
like being in the office every day, uh, you know, if you have to punch a clock, kind of punch, you know, hypothetically punch a clock and be in an office from nine to five every day, is that what you really want to do? I mean, there's, you got to ask all the questions and not just assume that every team operates the same way. Um, are you the one that's cultivating leads? Is the, is the team giving you leads or are you expected to bring your own business to the team before you get, before you get leads from the team? You got to ask a lot of questions. So I have another question. Yeah. Okay. So you're a young agent and again, this is like me learning curve here. So you're a young agent and you're going to build your database, right? Yep. So I think a lot of young agents from what I've seen, at least I don't know this to be factual, they kind of jump on a team that just like they sort of find the first one they find or like, okay, this one works and they jump on, but they don't necessarily think of long-term big picture. Those leads are not going to be your leads if, you know, if the, if it doesn't go right. So like not spending the the time to do the legwork of finding like the perfect fit team for like long-term, just finding the team for now. Do you think that happens a lot? Oh, all the time. So all the time, especially if you're on, you know, you interview with a team and they say, oh, I'm just going to you're going to have, you know, 30 leads a month to work. Well, yeah. I mean, a new agent that doesn't have any business or all they're seeing is dollar signs and stars in their eyes. They're like, yeah, heck yeah. They're just spoon feeding me business. Like, why would I not go on this team? But then you're trapped if it's not a good team. Yeah, you that's could be potentially one thing trapped that by... agents don't think about is yeah. like those leads, if they're given to you by your team, they're the property of your team. For quite some time. Or yeah. if not indefinitely, correct? That's Possibly. Yeah. Yep. So really as a as a young, okay, so like me thinking small business wise, as a small, as a young agent, I would think the absolute best thing to do would be to make sure you want to join a team first and then to find the absolute best fit for you if you do want to join a team. That you're going to stay with for a long time. I think that if you're on the right team, I think the mentorship that you can get from um, just everyone on the team, not even necessarily the team lead, just from agents on the team that are more experienced than you are. Just think about that in general. skills and like really good skills in one area. Like all the girls on our team, like everyone is, is... Everyone's like good at what they do and serving clients really well, but they kind of all are super good at like this one little area yes. or not one little area, but like this one specific area. Yeah, that's ever, that's different from everyone else's. Yes, which yeah, is really right. cool. So it's like a whole big picture. Yep. Yeah. You, you'll be shocked at how much just even sitting in a room with someone like an agent that's more experienced than you are, that's talking on the phone to clients every day, day in and day out you'll be shocked at how much you learn just from those phone conversations. You're like, oh, wow. Like I wouldn't have handled it that way because I've never had that come up so far yet in my career. And now I know for future, like that is a great way to handle it and, uh, you know, take the emotion out of it, to keep your clients calm, to get the Mm -hmm. deal to the closing table. You know, if we don't get buyers and sellers sold in and out of houses, nobody's making paychecks and, Clients probably aren't happy if they really want to move. Yeah. Yeah. I think regardless if you are a solo agent or on a team, you absolutely need a good mentor. Without doubt. Yeah. You have to even, it's worth it. You know, so if you decide to go that solo agent route, there's a lot of offices in town now, I know in the Minneapolis area, that offer a mentorship program. So you can mentor with um, either like what they call like a productivity coach or um shadow like a more experienced agent and then you'll give up a little bit of your commission check 
but they will they will teach you. So you just you have to ask the right questions. Not all mentorships and productivity coaching are created equal. Uh, so you know I've heard differing stories from different brokerages, but it's a great way to be able to learn the business from someone that's in the trenches day in and day out. Okay, so if you were sort of like on the fence, would you recommend that you wait? Wait for what? Like wait to see like I'm on the fence whether or not I want to join a team. What like what would you what would you tell that agent? Is are we talking newer agent? So if we're new talking, agent. Let's talk if new we're agent. talking new agent, I think I would say to join a team. I feel like you're gonna you're gonna learn more stuff faster on a team mm. than you would as a solo agent. A lot of times solo agents are like, I don't even know what I don't know. Oh, that's true. You know, that if what if you don't even know if you're at a good brokerage or not? <laughs> you know? Like what if you just picked a brokerage and you're like, this seems like a good fit and you get there and you realize nobody's coming from contribution. Nobody really wants to help you because we're all self employed. You know, everyone a lot of times you work at brokerages where everyone's just concerned about their own paychecks and mm. they're like why would I help you? That's not going to earn me any money. Yeah. Community. But there is brokerages like that around mm-hmm. the country. And mm-hmm. that is a horrible place to be if you're self-employed sitting there going, what? There's some brokerages. You go there, you sign up, and they literally say, here's a desk and a phone. Good luck. Oh. And you're like, oh. um. Thank you. Now what? You're like pushing your paper on your desk, trying to organize and keep your desk tidy. And you're like, now what do I do? What What do I do? What would you do? If you if you were just you you you've never sold real estate, Christy. Like, what if no. you joined a brokerage and they said, "Hi, welcome! Oh my gosh, we're so excited you're here. Good luck." What would you do? Uh, quit. I would probably start crying. I, you know, I, like if I was started it. If, if I my thought career they were like going to help me, like if I actually thought I was going to get help. Well, I think most people go to brokerages hoping that that's what's going to happen because that's usually the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a recruiter at most brokerages, and like that's their job to like sell all the advantages of coming to work for XYZ broker. And then you get there and a lot of times you're just like, oh my God, now what? I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck? You're like, like, oh my God, I can't believe I left my steady Eddie paycheck for this. Like, holy crap, how am I going to pay my uh, bills? Definitely don't leave your steady, your steady (laughs) income until you've got your real estate game going. Definitely. Hold on. Hold on. Well, a lot of times people have six months saved. You know, a lot of times they say, if you have six months in savings, you know, then just jump into the deep end and figure it out. Okay. So let's chat, though, a little bit here is being a realtor is a small business. Absolutely. So solo agent or not on a team, either yep. way. The 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 amount of um, discipline, dedication, work ethic that goes into that not everyone is wired for small business so like I might sound like a total (laughs) asshole saying this and you might be a little bit ticked hearing it but not everyone should probably be a real like realtor should I tell you a stat that'll maybe or maybe not blow your mind 87 percent of real estate agents fail in the first five years that actually doesn't surprise <laughs> it me. It doesn't surprise me with at all. how many agents are out there. So, like, how can you set yourself up for success? So, if you know I can be a small business owner, I am determined. Like, I want to do this. I want to make this happen. You can be successful. What you're saying, either way. Yep. Just do your due diligence if you're going to join a team, right? And make sure it serves you in a really right. good way. Okay. So, 
if you are, okay, I'm just going to say me. Say I am a mama and I am a mama uh, and I just got my license mm-hmm. and I'm the real estate market's hot. I heard it's like really awesome. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to make it that kind of thing. I don't know if I should be solo or join a team. What are like three things, like three pieces of advice or like three things you would tell me to do to help make my decision? I would. uh, So this is assuming you already picked what brokerage you're going to work for. Nope. I don't know. Oh, you haven't even picked your brokerage. Oh, there's kind of two different things. Let's just assume you already picked the brokerage that you're going to work at. Okay. So your license is hung with a brokerage and now you're like, do I go solo and I'm a mom with a little kiddo or do I join a team? Uh, I would say interview with teams. Um, but another great thing to do is to talk to agents that are on teams and see if they will give you their honest opinion of how they feel the team is working. Okay. See what kind of production they're doing. Do they, are they closing a lot of business? There's a lot of teams out there that don't do a lot of business and they're trying to grow and you know, that that might not be the place to be if you're trying to really like jump in and really get a business going. So I I would say interview the team, ask questions and like Google for crying out loud. Like if you don't know what questions to ask, Google, like I'm interviewing real estate team. What questions should I ask? <laughs> the old Google machine is going to tell you it'll come up with questions that you probably haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go armed with questions and they're gonna, they might act like they're interviewing you. No, you're you're interviewing them to make sure it's a good fit for you. I think that's something you need to like repeat. <laughs> make sure, don't feel intimidated like they're interviewing you. They can ask you all the questions that they want, but make sure you're asking a ton of questions too. This is your future. You need to make sure. Yeah, you're self-employed. Yeah, you're building a business. Yeah. Make sure that this is a good fit for you. Interview some other agents that are on the teams that you're thinking about just to make sure that they're happy. Make sure that the actual environment that they're working in, like they're getting what's been promised to them on a team, and then it actually has a really cohesive vibe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what if I'm like, I think I want to do this solo. I'm that new agent. I have the brokerage. I think I want to do this solo. Like what couple pieces of advice or tips or what should I really be focusing on right now? I think if I were to start my career over today, if this was like me, 50-year-old Beth giving 27-year-old Beth advice from when I got licensed, (laughs) my first piece of advice would have been to hire a business coach. Oh, gosh, yes, yes. I'm like, I. the minute I hired a coach, I just... I'm like, I don't normally live in spaces of regret and having feelings of regret in life. But I was like, ah, if I had this person in my life when I was in my 20s, where would my career have gone? Holy crap. I wouldn't have taken any hiatuses. This would have totally been a game changer in my life. I wouldn't have met you, though. No. I know. So, I mean, life works out exactly how it's supposed to every single time. So that's why I don't really like to live in that regret space. But if I could tell any other 27-year-old realtors getting into the business, hire a coach. Figure out how to pay for a coach. Any small business. Any business, Mm -hmm. right? Hire a coach. A good one. Yeah. I mean, you've had business coaches in all industries, you know, in Mm -hmm. photography and marketing. Yep. It's, yeah, it's huge. It's total game changer for your business. And you think that you think the the price on it sometimes is too steep, but actually like you don't know what you're missing out on. 
and the doors it opens. The it's like worth its weight in gold. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what else did you tell me? Um, I would tell you to make sure you're aligned with the brokerage that really aligns with like your core values. Okay. Um, you gotta ask the questions. You gotta ask the tough questions. Like everyone's gonna start recruiting you. You know, all of a sudden your name becomes public when you have when your license shows up. You know, when your state when your license is approved with the state of Minnesota, all of a sudden every brokerage in town can see your like fresh meat. <laughs> so they're all gonna come wooing you. And oh. just because they're wooing you doesn't mean that you're special. Unfortunately, they're doing that to everybody. And you wanna make sure that it, it, it aligns with your core values. Okay. Any anything else? Um are we still talking about teams then? Are we talking about teams or just Either in or. general? Like if I were going to, okay, so if I were going to go solo or stay solo as a solo agent, what else? I would see if you could partner up with someone, not even necessarily like, a, obviously not a team, but do some sort of mentorship with a top agent in the office or check out their productivity coaching program to see if it's something that fits for you. Okay. I mean, getting experience from someone that is day in, day out in the trenches, I think that that would prove invaluable. You're kind of giving me some motivation, Beth, here. Go get my To go license. get your license? <laughs> would you like me to mentor you? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, those are some good tips. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those industries that is super exciting. What I think what a lot of people love about it is that it's different every single day. Like no two transactions are ever going to be the same. There's going to be different nuances with every transaction that's going to set it apart. You know, for as long as I've been licensed, I'll be like, oh, whoa, this is a first, (laughs) you know, having alligators tied up in the basement. Like alligators (laughs) like that. There's stuff that will happen that you're like, I've never I've never encountered this. If you have no idea what we're talking about, go back to the funny shit that happens in real estate episode. Oh, yeah. If you want to hear about the alligators. Yeah. Or if you want to hear just about crazy stuff that happens in real estate, (laughs) like you literally can't even make it up. Uh Um, But I think the things that people maybe don't put as much emphasis on when they're getting into business and getting into the real estate business is that even though we're self-employed, even though we get to tour beautiful homes, it, they're not all beautiful. It's still a grind. You still have to put in the work to become successful. You still have to have a schedule. I think following a schedule is probably one of the biggest things for realtors. If you're not time blocking your day and actually like scheduling time to prospect for new business, I think you're just going to set yourself up for disaster. The phone isn't just going to automatically ring your first few years in the business. If it does, oh, like whatever, the real estate gods are shining down on you. <laughs> but generally speaking, if you're just going to, if you're just hoping that the phone's just going to continue to ring, um, that's just not how it works when you're first in the business. Like that's, that's sort of like the, the golden days and the golden era of having a career well, well marketed and well lived. And then down the road, people are calling you and like, hey, hey, Beth. Uh, we're thinking about selling. Come list my house. Those are like the calls that everybody wants. This is like that's like the holy grail of real estate. I love it. That's winning. Yeah, it's winning. Okay, can I end with something that uh, just some small business? Yes. This is like making my wheels turn because yes. uh, 
Uh, and maybe you'll disagree with me. You might. Maybe. So, no, what is it? Um, I actually think, so where the world is going, where marketing is going, where we're going as a society, as human beings, um, you know, getting out of COVID, the shifts that are happening, if you are going to be a solo agent, you need a brand. If you are going to yep. be on a team, you need a brand. And I understand that not all teams allow that. So my piece of advice leaving this is find something that allows you to create a strong brand because that is what's going to sustain you and not like keep me. And it's going to allow you to like continue and to grow uh, a brand that will allow you to produce content. Because if you don't do that, you're not going to sustain yourself. The team might sustain you with their own thing, um, with their own marketing and their own brand. But what that looks like for you as a human being, um, where the shifts are going to happen over the next handful of years, I regrets are going to happen if you don't do that. So that's my my piece of advice. If you're brand new and you want to actually stick this out and you want to hit that five-year mark, you're going to need a strong brand. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, I do agree with that. But you need to find a team that actually will allow you to be, you know, be yourself yes. within their organization. Yeah. And you can work in parameters and all yeah. that. Uh, but p- like, please, please do not just join a team and then let them do all the work for you. I think for long-term success, that seems like a really bad idea with where the world is going and where marketing is going and where we're like we're changing as a society. I think that that's going to be detrimental to your success and your future and what's happening in real estate in general and what's happening with teams in general. I think that uh, if you aren't setting yourself up as just a so you don't have to be a solo agent, but if you aren't setting yourself up as a human being successfully operating a brand, you you're going to regret it in a couple of years. Yeah. Maybe well, less. and just treating, yeah, even even being on a team, not even necessarily even, you know, outside of being a brand, mm-hmm. um, doing things like incorporating yourself. Yeah. I didn't do that for years and years. I didn't do that till probably like five years ago. Talk to my accountant. Do I set up an LLC or does an S-Corp make more sense for me? For me, an S-Corp made more sense yes. to have a business checking account. So like even if you're on a team, you're still running a business. You're a you are a small business owner. You have to act like one. Nobody's going to do that for you. I see so many agents on teams that are like, oh, they just they act like they act like employees and they forget that the whole reason they got into real estate is so that they could be independent contractors. Yeah. You know, and if if the idea of being an independent contractor and having like a like a visual brand or and having a brand, like a personal brand, like within whatever team you're working with or if you decide to stay as a solo agent, if the idea of operating that in a couple years feels icky to you, uh maybe kind of think about that because there are going to be shifts that are going to happen in the real estate world that if you are not in alignment with that or that just feels completely wrong to you, that it might not be the right place for you. I'm just yeah. going to say that, which might feel kind of yucky. Um, but also you can change your mind, but just like keep an open mind there. And also when you join a team, what are they doing? Are they uh, actually like trying to lead the way and pave a new path that makes sense for where where this industry yeah. is going? Do you align with their branding? Yeah. Do you align with their message? Yeah. Or are you just there because they're spoon feeding you leads? Yeah. How innovative That's are That's two you? totally different things. Yeah. I, I just legit think there's going to be a big shift. So I think that the, that, market the foundation is, is huge. The market is ever changing. Yes. 
And if you think that it's going to look like if you if if you get into real estate thinking that the landscape of real estate is going to look like what it does today, five to 10 years from now, you are absolutely in the wrong industry. This is like a moving target right now. <laughs> so, so much. So with those tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're always here to have a conversation with you. You know, if you ever want to have a, a, you know, a phone or an email conversation about what it looks like and, you know, what the differences were for me being a solo agent versus being on a team and then actually leaving a team and shifting and starting my own team, I would love to chat with you. Yeah. Hit us up on the DMs or shoot us an email. Yep. Uh, it would be here. great to hear from you. You can contact us in the show notes. All the details will be there. Yep. Okay. Whew. That was fun. That was fun. I learned a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, I want to, like, go find solo agents and, like, chat with them, like, what's going on in their minds, like, why, like, if they're saying solo or not. So this was exciting. It's fun to just talk to people about different sort of business yeah. models and, like, what, you know, what works for me might not work for so-and-so down the street, you know? Mm-hmm. It's cool being in an industry where, like, there's there's options, too, with that. It makes it really fun. Right. Yeah. Right. And if one doesn't work, you can shift. You That's can the beauty shift. of this. Yep, you can. Okay, bus bench babes. Until next time, keep your face off a bus bench and keep celebrating the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here. 